Hey there, welcome to the Pelvis Project Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Roxy. We're two pelvic health experts brought together by passion for our careers, entrepreneurship, motherhood, and the desire for intentional relationships. Join us in our mission to spread pelvic floor awareness and start conversations surrounding the truth behind genuine health, imperfect wellness, and joyfully navigating life. We are so glad you are here with us. Let's start the conversation. Hello, hello, Megan. How is it hello. going? Good, good. That's good to be here with glad you. Glad to be back. I know. I'm glad to be back. Man, we uh, our conversation last time was fun. Constipation, right? Heck yeah. We <laughs> talk about talk about poop all day. <laughs> For sure. Well, um, welcome everybody to another episode of the Pelvis Project. And we are going to segue off of that conversation we had last time. So if you haven't listened to our last episode, jump back on. We talked all things constipation and poop and all the fun things. Mm. And that actually has spurred a lot of thoughts and questions and dialogue about that area in general. So we're going to keep on with that theme because that seems to be an interesting an interesting topic of conversation. Are you ready, Megan? I am. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. We're going to talk today about tailbone pain. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> Which is very connected to, or very close in proximity to the anorectal canal. And so that's how that's a segue. It's right yeah. there. Yes. It's all right there. Literally, it is a pain. Literally, it is a pain in yes. your, in your, your ass. Yeah, no. <laughs> so some the, the technical term for this is coccidinia, because your tailbone is technically called the coccyx, but we'll just call it tailbone pain. I'm okay with that today. Right? Yeah, definitely. So before we jump into this conversation, where I'm going to spit a few statistics here, we don't always do that, but I think it's helpful in this just because it's kind of a tough topic that the general public doesn't know enough about. And so just if you're feeling like, oh my, I don't even know what I'm going to hear right now, that's okay. Um, And so one thing that we know, what we don't know is the prevalence of coccidinia. It just isn't well-researched as far as like one in X amount of people have it. Yeah. Like that's, we don't know those numbers. But what we do know is that twenty, about 25, 26% of the world's female population are affected by chronic pelvic pain, which is really sad if you think about it, one in four. If we go then beyond that with another stat, about then 50% of women who seek pelvic floor rehab for a pelvic pain diagnosis or symptom also have coccidinia or tailbone pain. And so that's a big stat, Megan. It is. It is. I think it's definitely more common than we think. And I, we know just because of the field that we're in that we see so often um, men or women coming in and it's kind of one of those things like, oh yeah, I've had tailbone pain forever. Again, it's kind of like blown off. Like it's not... They've never been validated for it. It's kind of just blown off. And listen, if you have tailbone pain, we're here to tell you, we can, you know, you could be taken care of. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because it really can be something that like, it might have been the injury was like years ago. And, and we'll talk more about how could they be, is it the driver or the bystander type of thing? But, you know, we hear that often where somebody was like on a slide or something and like 
hit a bump or a rock and landed on their tailbone and it hurt for a very long time and then it didn't bother them for a very long time. And then now later in life, it's back again. But yeah, it's pretty crazy when you look at the, when you hear those stats, because it, again, it's, we find more and more in this field that there's just so much that's not talked about. When you come in, well, I think we'll, with our episode a couple, couple episodes ago, we talked about like what the conversation looks like with the therapist and how somebody comes in for one thing. And then we ask all those questions and then you realize that there's a whole bunch of other contributing factors that are all related. So yeah, but let's talk about common things that have been told to patients about their tailbone pain that then is reported back to us. So I'll start off with this thoraxy and pop in if there's some that you've heard too. So um, let's start off with, I have had people tell me that they have had tailbone pain for a very, very long time. And they go to a doctor and they say, well, let's, and, and maybe somebody's on the thinner side and they say, well, you just don't have enough cushion back there. And so they're being told that their tailbone hurts because they have less soft tissue around the area. So no, or maybe you are trying to get back to an exercise routine or you're not where you want to be physically. And so you're going to your doctor and you are telling them about the tailbone pain and this is where you are in your, your fitness journey. And again, they blow it off and say, well, maybe if you were to lose weight, it would feel better. And again, no, we should be able to live our life and do these things and also not be validated in the fact that like we have pain there. And that's a frustrating thing. So we, we hear that a lot from our patients. We've been told before that the doc, you know, doctors will just tell them to use a cushion or Roxy and I were talking about people have been told to get a new car, a different seat that you sit on, or maybe they do an x-ray. And of course, an x-ray doesn't show anything. And listen, there's no fault of any provider or practitioner in this. It's all just a lack of like, nobody really knows what to do. I feel like tailbone pain can sometimes be this thing where it's like, oh, shoot, who wants to claim it type of thing. And you know, I even know early in my career, if I got a tailbone pain patient, I was kind of a little at a loss of what can I really do? And now go, it being in pelvic health, I, I love treating tailbone pain. I think that um, we provide so much knowledge and skill in that area. So, well, and you think about, you think about the intervention, like what real intervention is there for it, right? We don't put a cast on it if it's broken, right? right? Like, right. We can, you could try pain meds. You can try that modificate activity modification, right? But like for true treatment of it, there's nothing that's just feels really right, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, when you come in with somebody with chronic tailbone pain and they can't sit for longer than 30 minutes or they come in our room and they can't sit down in order to have a discussion about their subjective and they have to, you know, sit on their, off to one side or lay down and your heart just breaks for them. Like you have, there's just so much compassion for it's so painful and it's an area that has a lot of pressure on it. And most definitely there are things to help. And I know we've both probably had great success stories where there's those outliers, but when you have somebody come in that hasn't been able to sit for longer than three minutes for like a year and you start a couple, you know, one or two sessions and they can suddenly sit for three hours. And even at that, they really don't have much discomfort. It's mind blowing. And I think that and Roxy and I, I know you and I mentioned before we started recording that we are still in the realm of trying to remind providers and doctors that pelvic floor 
therapists are around and what we specialize in. And so now this tailbone pain kind of goes into another, it's not like OBGYNs and stuff. I mean, it can be because you can definitely have tailbone injury from birth and that sort of thing, or tailbone pain while you're pregnant and all of that. But even into our more of our orthopedic doctors of remembering that there are subspecialties within the field that can and do know specific interventions and have no issue getting and providing those interventions <laughs> without hesitation. So yeah, but Roxy, tell us a little bit. Okay, so let's share with everybody kind of what other layers in the pelvic floor can refer pain to the tailbone because often everybody has tailbone pain and they think there's something wrong right at the tailbone itself. When we know as pelvic floor providers that every pelvic floor muscle there pretty much attaches to the tailbone through fascia, we can treat the tailbone definitely while we're doing pelvic floor work. But this whole like referral pattern that we have in our body, you know, there's definitely different different scenarios for this, but tell us what can refer to the tailbone. Cause I think this is kind of mind blowing for people. Yeah. And so when we talk about referred pain, like I think, I think, let me just clarify, first of all, of that something can very much be wrong with a tailbone. You can have yes. a fractured tailbone. You can, you know, you can have a bruised yes. tailbone. You can have very much damage to that bone right there. Okay. But there, then there also is this referred pattern that we see where the tailbone itself might be might be just fine. And yeah. that's where if someone has gotten an x-ray and they're, the x-ray findings show that it's unremarkable and that there's everything's fine, but you're thinking, my pain is not fine, right? That this yeah. is something is very wrong. Then this is this is then where we where we start thinking and, and we can practically think about this from an anatomical onset. So I'm gonna just list these off, everybody. So if this feels overwhelming to you, don't be overwhelmed. I'm going to just list off some <laughs> things. We don't expect you to even know what we're talking about, but these are all structures that when these structures that are not tailbones, when these structures are injured or damaged or irritated or dysfunctioning, they cause the tailbone to hurt or in that area to hurt. So here we go. Everybody get hold, hold on to your yeah, butts here. Get, get on the horse and ride. <laughs> um, butts. Here we go. Obturator internus, coccygeus, puborectalis. Those are all muscles. Those are our pelvic floor muscles. Also then let's go outside of that. The SI joint, which is above the coccygeus. Mm-hmm. L5S1, which is even further up in the, where the spine meets the sacrum. Gluteus maximus, the piriformis muscle, the adductor muscle. Those are your inner thigh muscles, the hamstrings. So that's a ton of structures. That's very global. <laughs> that yes. is not specific at all. If we were to take a picture of the human body and highlight all those structures, it's the entire pelvis, folks. Like yeah. it is it is anything and everything almost in the pelvis. And so if you're frustrated about your tailbone, quote unquote, being fine, but your pain not, this mm-hmm. is where we know to go next. A lot of times that tailbone pain where we, we just zone in on it, at one point, it may have been the problem. And so yeah. if we if we think about then going back to well, when did this start or what happened here? Okay, you know, snowboarders unite here. I was skiing <laughs> and I fell on my butt a hundred times as I was learning how to snowboard, right? Whatever that whatever your reason is, is you had a and maybe an injury to that tailbone. And that initially was that's what that's what was damaged. That was what was injured. Now we're 
a long ways out from that, but there's still residual symptoms that tailbone is healed, but there are other players now that are fueling that pain Mm -hmm. cycle that you're in, which then is maddening because then you've maybe gone to your primary care doctor. You've maybe gone to ortho surgeon. You've maybe gone to another PT and everyone's trying all the things, you know, treating the spine, treating all these things, which isn't a bad place to start. But we Mm -hmm. know from a pelvic floor rehab standpoint, what we're, what we're educated on is that we look, we can look at this huge list of things and that's probably where the problem is. Yeah. And so that basically takes it. We're moving away from, like you said, the tailbone into some other areas, which then the tailbone feels better. And we might be working a pelvic floor muscle and someone say, oh my goodness, I feel that in my tailbone. And then we've just reproduced the pain. So it really is kind of cool because it's, we're investigating and looking deeper and finding more of now what the root causes. And like Roxy just said, originally you had the injury, but now the root causes a structure surrounding the tailbone that basically for a long time, you know, our body likes to hug where it's had an injury too. And sometimes you have to get it out of that dysfunctional pattern and that's what we're doing. And so at the end of the day, we're just trying to help people know that if you have had tailbone pain and you've, like you just said, tried all the things and it's still there, but you haven't seen a pelvic floor provider, that might be the next best step. And we would really encourage that. Okay. So then in addition to having tailbone pain, some other symptoms that you might be having that you haven't quite maybe put two and two together with, they definitely are related. Well, one that's kind of an obvious one is if you have any other pelvic floor pain, like painful intercourse, um, painful bowel movements, constipation, pubococcygeus is a muscle that attaches from the pubic bone to the, to the coccyx. So that muscle runs from anterior to posterior. And most definitely that's something that we're assessing when we're doing pelvic floor work. But um, I just listed those off and then goodness sakes, I mean, hip pain, knee pain, foot pain, it really can go up the chain, down the chain. And that is something to consider. Again, we've talked about this before when we have somebody coming in and they might have another issue in another area of their body that they'll say commonly, I know this isn't your thing, but it is our thing <laughs> because we're going to treat the whole body because the pelvic floor is that deepest stability point of our body. And if it's out of whack, for lack of better terms, it will affect up and down the chain. So Roxy, any final words on that? I think that's, that's all spot on. Just as we, as we think about the tailbone, we think about pain, we think about the structures around that and helping to bring hopefully some affirmation to people who have been struggling, or if you know someone that just has, that struggles with that, I think this is this is a conversation that we want to keep going, but we're just starting these conversations on this podcast. We're just starting them and 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 wherever they lead to is going to be is going to be up to whoever finishes those conversations. Yeah. So. so this is short and sweet episode today about tailbone pain and with the holidays coming, remember, you're going to be traveling, either sitting on an airplane or in the car, sitting and chatting with family, all those fun things. And remember, keep your eye on your tailbone. Don't sit for too long. And if you have tailbone pain afterwards and a literal pain in your butt, give us a call or look us up. All right, Roxy. Love it. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Pelvis Project Podcast. Help us continue the conversation by liking and sharing this episode with friends. And if you really want to do us a solid, leave us a review. If you'd like to follow us on social, check out the show notes for links. And remember, this week, take a deep breath and relax your pelvic floor.